The Five Rings Podcast with Dwayne Rollins and Kevin Laramay on the Sport Podcasting Network. Follow us and listen to us live on Twitter at Five Rings Podcast and like our Facebook page, facebook.com forward slash Sports Podcasting Network for more content. Good day, good night, welcome to the Five Rings Podcast. I'm Kevin Laramay with you today for day six. Recapping the medals, the moments, the emotion of the sixth official day of competition at the Beijing 2022 Olympic Games. Of course, with day minus one and day minus two, this is like the eighth day of competition. But today we're going to review the moments that caught our attention. Look at a couple of news items to begin the show, of course. And we'll continue to have a look at the medal table to finish the show. Great show for you today as we break down some of the major moments for Canada and for other countries. This Olympic Games, it's been really a fascinating performances all across the board. Big names doing great things. We'll talk about Irene Schutten today. Isabel Weidemann. We'll also talk about Elliot Grondin. What a performance by the young 20-year-old. Speaking of a 20-year-old or younger, Miha Fontaine, Jack Crawford, a banter night for Canada. We'll talk about it in our medals. Also, we'll talk about other great competitions. I love the Team Aerials competition that took place yesterday. Skeleton, or we should call, we should really call that like crazy because just going down that ice chute face first with no way of breaking or stopping or like just taking the hits on your shoulders it's quite impressive and we'll of course talk about more of the moments that caught my attention in the last 24 hours in Beijing as we talk right now it's the final of the team luge relay which is a fascinating competition with the stop and stop and how it's done. Canada's doing pretty well. We'll talk about it on another show. But Germany is always favorite in anything luge or sliding. And I'm all already excited about the bobsled event because at least Germany's not dominating as much in the bobsled because the other sliding sports have really been a story of Germany so far at the sliding center. For Beijing 2022. Let's start. Let's go. Let's deep dive into our medals. And let's start with the less fun moment of the day. The wood medal. And I purposely put some exciting music for this. You can hear here some some of our great royalty free music that we use for background sometimes. Speaking of background, that's what I want to talk about. The music in figure skating. What happened? What happened? Back in the day, this year, or even just four years ago, even before, it used to be fun, engaging music that would draw you in. Known pieces, beautiful renderings, things that have a theme. And watching the free skate of the men yesterday, I was quite disappointed. Oh my lord, my partner, my wife and I, we were watching the show and we're like, what's happening with the music? Why is the music so boring? Why is it awful? Why is it so awful? Why are the fashion choices so blah, white, vanilla, non-inspiring? I remember 
seeing a lot of sequins, seeing a lot of extravagant designs. Things got a little simpler. That's a little too simple for me. You know, ham it up a bit. Hype it up a bit. I'm missing the show element in figure skating. Who would have thought? Who would have thought? But my wood medal for day six is the lack of good music and good showman, showmanship, show worthiness. Give me some, give me some jazz hands. You know, give me some a bit more. I, I was missing some watching the man's free skate last night. And I thought to myself that I really miss Fabrice Candolo and the Elvis Toico and another aspect of the sport that maybe was too subjective and maybe this is the way to do and it's a bit more fair this way. But I do miss the show aspect. So that's my wood medal for today. And we can continue as I uh, finish coughing here. Apologies. And uh, for my poutine medal for day six. Day six, a very big day for Canada. And it was hard to choose which moment for Canada. Am I going to choose our first double medalist for the games for Canada? Am I going to choose a young one dominating the entirety of the field except one person in the final? Am I going to choose someone who went and finished fourth just off the podium and a couple days later gets redemption and goes one step higher on the actual podium? Am I going to choose an 18-year-old son of a legend getting his first hardware at his first Olympic Games. Those are all amazing choices. And we'll talk about most of those in the minutes that follows. But my poutine medal for day six is Eliott Grondin, the young athlete who's 20 years old, dominated the field from start to finish, not quite finish. One person, the gold medalist, was in front of him, unfortunately. But he won the silver medal in the snowboard cross. Fascinating event. He was able to go through the Wu-Tang section without a problem. He entered the Wu, as we would say. And once he entered the Wu, you know, it's for life. You don't get out of the Wu. And he entered the Wu and finished the entire course, only to be overtaken once by the gold medalist in the final, the A-final. But Eric Grenin, 20 years old, gets a silver medal for Canada. It's a night filled with silver medals for Canada because we'll talk about Isabelle Weidemann in a few minutes. She also got a silver medal. So what a time to be alive for Canada. Skating, skiing, aerials, whatever you want. We got it in Canada when it comes to the Winter Olympic Games. Now, let's continue. We've talked about the poutine, and now I will move on after eating my favorite dish of Canada, a good poutine. The gastronomy section of the show is over, and we're going to move to the bronze medal for tonight. And my bronze medal is the entire competition, mixed team aerials. This has only been competed twice this season at the World Cup level. And it was fun to see this competition. A combination of three athletes. It could be two male, one female, two female, one male. 
most of the athletes, the four teams in the finals actually had two male athletes representing them and one female athlete. Uh, the favorites before the beginning of the competition, China, who has won all the medals except gold in this sport. You also have ROC. Yeah, you know me. I'm not a big fan of ROC today, which I haven't been for a few years, quite honestly. And uh, I'm still debating what to do now with the Camila Valieva news. And if you're wondering why I haven't given my wood to it, why I haven't addressed it off the top of the show. Well, I will address it after the break. We will have a whole segment on Camila Valieva. We'll give the facts and we'll talk about what to do next with this young athlete how to treat this athlete in these games. It's hard to know. We'll talk about that more in the show. I want to finish this segment, though, with the positive news, which is my bronze medal, the Team Aerials competition. ROC, Belarus are big countries in this discipline. Belarus is a powerhouse from back in the day. This sport began in 1992 in Albertville, as a demonstration sport continued since then, Nicolas Fontaine was one of the best in Canada and in the sport. He won four World Cup championships and also uh, all-around World Cup Crystal Globe. And he also won a couple medals in his time in the Olympics. And Nicolas Fontaine's son is Miha Fontaine, who's part of the Canada team. So that's amazing. But that's ever since then, Belarus has been a force in the sport. So Belarus was one of the favorites ROC China US and Canada were also part of these games and these Olympics and well to the surprise of a lot ROC and China and Belarus did not qualify for the final so you did have four countries vying for the gold medal the silver and the bronze also you had Canada China, the United States, and Switzerland. Switzerland finished fourth. That's where the surprise was to see Switzerland make it to the final. In the qualifying round, the first round, where there were six, then the top four went to the final, and the final was, well, right away. It took place like minutes after the end of the first round. Switzerland qualifying for the final in front of ROC and in front of Belarus was a surprise. And then they finished fourth. Canada finished third. They finished sixth at the 2021 World Championship. Team Canada was comprised, like we talked earlier, of Miha Fontaine, young 18-year-old, son of Nicolas Fontaine. He was literally raised in the sport. He loved all aspects of this sport. He is a name to remember. He will be there in four years, in eight years. Heck, if the Vancouver 2030 Olympic Games are going to take place, he might be a gold medal candidate. That's how good he is, how young he is. He's literally got aerials in his blood. He's got the skis and the snow and the entire experience of more than him, of an entire generation with him. And we saw that performance for Miha Fontaine in his blood. What a, sh- what a show did he put on. And his energy, his enthusiasm, how he does it, his smile, fist bumped. Yeah, oh, that's beautiful. He was so excited after his first jump in the preliminary round. <laughs> after he landed and he got down to the bottom of the slope, he was fist bumping and he slid, fell, got back up. And like, yeah. Oh, it was an amazing performance. But there's more to this 
competition than just Canada's performance. The USA and how USA won the gold medal. Schoenenfeld, who's the leader of Team USA, did an amazing jump, perfect jump. And that jump was done by another competitor, the Chinese competitor in this competition. And you could tell the difference. It was executed perfectly by the American. And you really saw the difference in execution there. China got the silver And it's interesting. It's like hashtag math. With one jump to go, they did not go with the highest difficulty level possible, which could have seen them overtake USA and win gold. They went with a little bit more conservative aspect difficulty level, and they couldn't overtake the USA. So they jumped for silver. And that's interesting. And the jump prior was a big mistake on the landing. He missed a landing. His body weight was a bit much too forward-leaning, and he had to do a a front slap, as they call it, apparently. So a front tumble, basically, and he landed on his skis. It was really beautiful to see, but that's not what the judges want to see. And he was docked a lot of points. China finished second. Canada, surprisingly, getting the third with great jumps by Marion Tenno. And she was really happy the guys didn't well in... The final, she slid a bit in her landing and slid on her side, was able to get back up, but it did dock Canada point. But because of the great jump of Miha Fontaine and Louis Irving, who finished the competition for Canada, he stomped an amazing jump and was able to get the medal for Canada, a bronze medal. A great overall performance and a great overall competition, Team Ariels. We'll see how it evolves. I have great hopes for Mia Fontaine to continue and evolve in this sport. And I'm looking forward to see how this sport continues to evolve. It used to be singles. It used to be very different. Now it's this here. We'll see how it continues to evolve. And hopefully it keeps a spot in the Olympic Games. And it's a sport that has a lot of history in Canada. Even before Fontaine, there's the LaRoche brothers. Don't Google them too much. You'll find more recent news that are disturbing and very, I guess, well, it hasn't aged well and not everyone has great convictions in life. And I think it's important that we keep this in mind. Don't meet your idols, kids. Sometimes it's better to... But when someone does a bad thing, it's important to acknowledge also. So if you want to Google it and know about it, go ahead. Absolutely. On that note... We have two more medals to talk about and a few other points. So we'll take a short break. And when we come back, we'll break down the Camila Valieva news. The big controversy surrounding the team figure skating competitions. We have more on what those legal troubles are. And after the break, we'll give also our silver and our gold medal for day six. Right here on the Five Rings Podcast after this short break. Camilia Valieva, 15-year-old. And now we know more about the controversy surrounding the young ROC athlete. She has tested positive in December for a substance called TMZ. For short, it is called, let me get the actual name here of the substance, 
So we call the things by their real name. And uh, I'll give that uh, in a second. But it is a substance that's used to make the blood flow better. It's basically help for heart conditions. It's trimetazidine. Trimetazidine. And it's a drug used to treat people with heart condition known as angina. It is on the World Anti-Doping Agency's banned list. In a doping sample taken in December, no drugs were found. We are talking about trimetazidine in minimal proportions, says one source. But the thing is, is here, there's ways where you're allowed to take that. If you have a medical exemption of a heart defect, you can take it. The thing is, is there needs to be paperwork. There needs to be a paper trail for that. That's a legal trouble in question. Also, there's a history of athletes recently being banned for this substance. A Chinese, a Chinese athlete missed the last Olympics in Pyeongchang because of this. There's more use of this drug in Russia and other countries of the world in that area than in Western medicine. The benefit of this drug for an athlete is still being questioned. Theoretically, there's a benefit of what this drug could do. It could technically help you have more stamina, having the opportunity to feed your muscles with a more constant flow of blood for a longer period of time. Theoretically speaking, that is the benefit trimetazidine will bring you. The question is, is pragmatically speaking, scientists haven't been able to prove the performance enhancement of that drug. Nevertheless, it has been banned, and the 15-year-old tested positive for it in December. It has been made to light recently. And now, how do you handle this situation? Do you let her compete? Now, what is also interesting is during that competition, she became the first female athlete to land a quad in competition. And then it's known that there's a positive test just a few weeks before. Are those things related? That performance, that record, that record-setting moment is now tainted. Regardless of the benefit or not of trimetazidine on your performance. There's a suspicion now. And what does the IOC do? Can you just ban her? Your games are over, blah, blah, blah. The fact that she's 15 and a minor, and usually the name is not supposed to be made public, but a Russian media has made it public. Oh, bunch of ethical questions comes to mind. First of all, how did a 15-year-old get trimetazidine into her body? I don't think that's just available at your local candy store. There's a whole lot of questioning going on there. First of all, you know why they're called ROC, right? And it's still that going on. So what is... The thing to do here, going forward, you just ban the whole Olympic Committee for a few games. It's very, very disturbing what to do.
But this is the litmus test of the full authority, really, of what the IOC could do. Because at the end of the day, if nothing happens, if Kamila Valieva continues to participate in these Olympics and wins more medals, and nothing more can happen to our OC, what else could happen? The only thing left to do is just to ban what's ban every athlete from from our OC for the next few uh, few games. And at this point, this is made clear that it's more than just her. Which who are we to say it is? But who are we to say it's not? It's been scientifically proven that in 2014, in Sochi, there was a state-sponsored doping ring. It's more than just doping ring at that point. Basically, buildings were built for that purposes. So that tells you the extent of the planning at something like that. So it is interesting to see what the IOC will do with the eyes of the world looking at this situation. And the 15-year-old Camila Valieva is becoming... The most talked about 15-year-old on the planet right now. It'll be interesting to see what the IOC does with this ROC. And on that, just remove her from competition. At this point, that's what I would do. Remove ROC from figure skating competitions. Thank you. That's what I would do. And it's unfortunate because it was one of the sports where Truly, the effect of PEDs were never really proven. But can you do a correlation between the first female landing a quad and her testing positive for trimethazidine? Those are all fascinating questions. And I really want to continue to look at this situation. We took note. We put it in the, in the calendar. We'll keep an eye on it. We'll see how long it takes for it to be resolved. And maybe Canada will actually get a medal out of this, unfortunately. And I say unfortunately because it's not how you want to win a medal. You don't want to win a medal because somebody else tests positive. It's the worst way to get a medal, in my opinion. All right. Moving on, back to the positives. And it's time to talk about our silver medal for today. Canada's first double medalist of the 2022 Beijing Winter Games... Isabel Weidman, silver medal at the 5,000 meters in the women's, after winning a bronze in the 3,000 meters a couple days ago. She's Canada's first double medalist. She was able to get the job done at the ice ribbon. Her experience, clutch performance, her capacity to adapt to different ice conditions has really gone a long way in this competition. And she was able to perform the best she has ever done before. And on the big, big stage. She did win in the team pursuit this year in Hirenveen, which is one of the biggest meets in the championship, in the singles distance championship. That's where it was this year. She won a silver there in the team pursuit. In 2020, in the same championship that took place in Salt Lake City, Exactly where the 2020, the 2002 Olympics took place. And she got a bronze medal there with a team pursuit. Individually speaking, this is her highest achievement she has done. She made the team in January 2022. She was named to Canada's Olympic team. And she's done really well. She was uh, an alternate for the teams in the last Olympics. And unfortunately, she wasn't able to do anything there she was not participating in the olympics but she did this time and she made it count 
with great performances with a silver following a bronze earlier in these games and I thought this performance was very impressive by Isabel doing one surprise medal is great doing two in the same games is not just impressive and amazing it's that growth that peak of performance that comes after doing well in competition your rise of confidence and then you can maintain it there and then you discover something about yourself and you discover the true ceiling you have that actually might be higher than you think then you continue to push and you continue to try to just hit your peak hit your apex hit your turns after another for five thousand meters and there was only one person faster than her on that distance on that day. And to me, that deserves a medal. Congratulations, Isabel Weidman, silver medalist, first double medalist for Canada in these Olympic Games. Which now leads us to the gold medal. Our gold medal for day six. We have two. There is two. I couldn't differentiate them, so I decided to include them both. And we're talking about gold medal performances here. We're talking about superstars, rock stars, best of history, maybe. Back-to-back gold for Chloe Kim of the United States in women's snowboard halfpipe. She won in Pyeongchang in 2018. She wins in Beijing 2022. She also won the World Championship in 2019 and in 2021. She won the Winter X game in the Superpipe in Aspen in 2015-16. Also in 16 in Oslo. She won in Aspen again. And she has done great. She also won a medal of gold in 2016 in the Winter Youth Olympics. Chloe Kim is performing not just up to expectations, but she's maintaining that amazing amount of high-level performance. This is our 12th gold medal in international high-level competition in her career. Second in the Winter Olympics. Back-to-back gold. She ran it back. Chloe Kim, my gold medal number one for the day. And number two, in no particular order, I have to say, is Irene Schutten. Irene Schutten of the Netherlands got a second gold medal of these games. She's the only one who was faster than Isabel Weidman at the 5,000 meters. Irene Schutten won the gold medal in the 3,000 meters earlier this week. Also, a double gold medalist, the first of these games in speed skating. Probably not the last. She's going to continue to do well. Iron Shooting, one of the best. She's really known for the mass start, too. She won the gold medal at the mass start at Irin Veen a few months ago, which was a big meet in single distances championship for the world in the meet in Irin Veen. In the Netherlands, she won the 3,000 meter there. She won the mass start and she won the team pursuit. So far in Beijing, she's got the 3,000 meters and the 5,000 meters. And I wouldn't be surprised if we see more from her. Those things like mass start, team pursuit are really wonderful to see. And I'm looking forward to seeing more from Irene Shooten on the ice ribbon. It's time now to have a look at the Olympic medal table 
after day six, there's still a couple competitions taking place. And there's a couple competitions like the Luge that had just been added to the medal board. And with that, Germany takes over the top of the medal table with six gold medal at the time of the recording of this podcast. Norway five, Austria four, United States of America four, Netherlands are fifth with four also, and Sweden six with four. The host, China, seventh with three gold medals. Italy's got two. ROC's got two for now. Could be down to one. We'll see what happens there. Slovenia, France, Canada, Japan. And then we continue. All these countries only have one gold medal. Like one. Like only one. It's still pretty good. I'm not going to lie. It's one more than I do. Australia, Czech Republic, Republic of Korea, New Zealand, and Slovakia have one gold medal. You can find more details on the Olympic websites, olympics.com. It's really easy. You just go there and have medal table, the official medal table. You can also have the order by total, but I'm not a big fan of the order by total. I really like the order of gold medal because that's the entire world. And that's how they calculate it. And that's how I like to look at it too. Now it's time to look at what's to come in the Olympic Games. Let's look at the schedule for day... What is it? Today's day six, so tomorrow's day seven. Can you imagine Day seven, that is already almost halfway there. That is crazy. That is very crazy. And we're going to look at the table in one second because tomorrow, Friday, the 11th, we're going to have some alpine skiing. We're going to have some medals in the women's Super G. That's uh, evening Eastern time. We're going to have some... Biathlon, 7.5 kilometer sprint on the women's side. That's going to take place in the Jean-Jacques National Biathlon Center. It's going to be about minus 15 like it's been recently. We also have some bobsleigh official training taking place. And the Moto Bob is going to be taking place in training heats too from the Yanging National Sliding Center. In the bobsleigh, we have some medals in the cross-country skiing, the men's 15 kilometer classic. So you will need to keep an eye on Austria, Norway, Finland and Sweden in this competition to maybe add to their medal tally at the men's 15 kilometer classic cross country skiing event. We also have curling, big games, and the curling men's curling is back with uh, Switzerland, ROC, Great Britain, USA on Friday, Sweden, Italy, Denmark, China, USA against China. Also, there's men and women's here. It's a round robin, the third session. Canada will be playing Japan tomorrow. Switzerland, ROC, that's on the women's side. There's also some more men's, ROC Denmark, Great Britain, Norway. And the last curling game of the day will be Canada-Switzerland. An interesting matchup. Brad Gushu will try to stay undefeated in the men's round robin session number four. Ice hockey will also be taking place. Canada will be playing against Sweden in the women's quarterfinal in the playoffs. It will be interesting to see USA against Czech Republic in the other quarterfinals. And that starts tomorrow. Short track speed skating and women's 1,000 meters. We have the final there. We will have the heats and the women's 1,000 meters in the quarterfinal before that. So that will be interesting at the Capitol Indoor Stadium. Skeleton, we have the men's heat number four. We also have half pipe, the final for the men, 
Sean White and his swan song that is taking place on Friday. Also, the men's 10,000 meter from the National Speed Skating Oval, the ice ribbon that is the marathon on ice, and it's going to be a beautiful sight to see. On that note, my name is Kev Larme. You can follow me on Twitter at Kev Larme. You can follow this show at Five Rings Podcast. And we'll be back tomorrow with Day 7. But as always, until next time, I hope you enjoy your Beijing 2022. Good games and good luck.